0: And it's Dan and James talking about but the Villa, Villa, Villa games. games. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the AVFC Faithful podcast. You are joined, as always, by Dan and James talking through a Villa game. I'm <laughs> thrilled to be back, James. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm uh, getting back into the swing of, uh, of all the games this month and uh, looking forward to, well, a busier schedule going ahead, um, starting tomorrow.
0: Uh, with a big one? Yeah, I, I mean, Uday Emery is a is a masterful man, but he's managed to navigate his way through back to back 0 0 draws for the first time in his English football history. So, if there's any club he was going to do it with, it was going to be us. Um, yeah, yeah. And let's, I mean, if we dive straight into it, if there's any game which you don't really mind having a 0 0 draw, it's, it's a third round game in the FA, fourth round game in the FA Cup against Chelsea away from home. Uh, sorry, the, look, the FA Cup drags so much. Every round is the third round until it's a semi-final. It okay. it it drags a bit for me. It's a great competition, but um, I mean, when you when you draw in Premier League sides away from home, it, it's hard to be too thrilled up for it. But we got the ideal result in the end, considering how that first half went. I thought, but um, I mean, I think it, it, you're taking a result like that either way when you're looking at the fact that we're only playing, what is it, one game a week for another month and a half? Yeah, something like that.
1: Um, but I mean, talking about every, every every round is a third round. It's a bit Every round has been a third round for the past like nine years for Villa, so <laughs> we are kind of stuck in the loop, and it's weird to say, like, you know, we were in the hat for the fifth round, which shouldn't be such a high bar, no. but it has been. Um, but yeah, the, the game in general, I think it was a game of two halves, to be honest. The first yeah. half, we were we were pretty sloppy, and it looked like it looked like they played more recently. They looked a bit sharper, it, like on the pitch, and then we grew into it in the second half, and we looked a lot better. You know, we had our chances; they had loads of chances, but yeah, you, you can't really moan about you know coming away with a replay. Um, you, you'd rather it than than losing, obviously. I know it's another another game for us to play, but as I said, you, you see the the match sharpness when you play that often compared to when you have a break, which obviously does help you physically and mentally, but you do lose that sort of chemistry and connection uh, compared to when you're playing so regularly. And, you know, uh, we have got a few absentees. We've got to sort of manage and stuff. But in the next couple of days, maybe we'll get another couple through the door, whether they're, you know, young players or not, which it, it looks quite likely that that will help. But yeah, it would be nice in the next few weeks to have like, Mostly a clean bill of health and especially Kung Pao Chicken back at the back. That that would be really nice.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because you wouldn't have thought going into the start of the season, you know, before Newcastle away, that you'll be looking at the reverse fixture and realising that not only have you lost your first main centre-back through a season-ending injury, but I mean, it feels like it's been, well, we all know it's been too long, but... It feels like an age since we last saw Power Torres at the back for Villa. It is a killer, and that really, let's be honest, it's it doesn't only just ruin the whole way that we play, but he's a great footballer to watch, and he's also just the presence that you need in both your box and the opposition one. I what I can't think of any other season where we've lost so many players so like so infrequent times. If you get what I mean, I don't get me wrong. Every team has their injuries. I'm not sitting here saying you know the woe is me card that it's only us that's dealing with it, but can't really remember a player that's had this many injuries sort of like back to back that've kept him out the only one I can think of is Jack really when he had the was it the mysterious knee injury was it I think it was knee yeah yeah something like
1: it was something like that
0: um back to suppose, sport fitness didn't he Smith was like yeah he's back in he's training and then the next yeah. year not fit enough
1: I suppose that the, the the other one you could think about it was Bailey in his first season yeah he, he he did struggle to, to stay fit, which when you think about it now, like that might be one of his best achievements recently. He's just, yeah. he, he's, he's fit pretty often there. Um, let alone the fact that he's firing. But yeah, the injuries have stacked up and more than anything, it's the niggly ones, because you think that they're close to coming back and then they're not. And yeah. you know, the, the logs of, of Jacob Ramsey, who was back for a little bit, was trying to find form and then has another setback. And then Torres, he's out for so long. And, yeah. and then Luca Dean's out for, I'm not sure how much longer, to be honest. But obviously, we had to manage Moreno as well, as well as the two significant long-term injuries. It's it's just a frustrating time. But I think we've, when you think about that, we've navigated it well. You know, we're still in the top four in the in the Prem. Um, we're, we're, we're into the... Well, we're in the hat in the fifth round of the FA Cup. You know, we're into the knockouts of Europa League. I think we've navigated it really well. I mean, I think a lot of teams have this sort of sticky point performance-wise in a season. Um, City have it, for God's sake. They usually yeah. start the season like it. Yeah. So, it, it's just getting through it. And we'll, we'll manage it. And, we, you know, I think when we've got sharp minds again and the busy schedule and different competitions that we're in, I think that'll help.
0: Yeah, I mean, it also does help that we chose, like you say, it's the best time of year, really, to have players out because it's the biggest gap between games you'll, you'll enjoy. I mean, like we were talking before, it's yeah. rare that we've got a Tuesday game in the midst of all of this. So that's always quite comforting as well. Obviously, I think just touching on Chelsea as well. One standout of, I think, I draw upon your tweet mainly for this from earlier, because um, it was about like the and everyone's up for sale, sort of not up for sale, but no one's unsellable, so to speak. Um, yeah. Emmy Martinez, man, this bloke <laughs> is just, I, I struggle to put to words him out. Know, I love it. The only way I could describe how much I love him is the fact that I've spent probably the past six months waiting for the right moment to buy my first ever goalkeeper strip. Because I don't really care for goalkeepers that much. But this man is more than a goalkeeper, it feels at this stage. He is just he is he is the very essence of what I want a footballer to be for Villa and a footballer that I would hate to come up against. Um, the most annoying bloke, I bet, in the world to play against. But was it four? Saves that he made, a uh, just fantastic gamekeeping saves again, and not only that, his distribution has been perfect this season as well, and just off his line so quick, isn't he? Like so, we spoke about last year West Ham. I distinctly remember it. Best. He had a he had a continuously great game, didn't he? Off the line because they were playing it over the back of our high line. Um. It's just I just struggle to put it to words. This man at this point, and I think I, I we'll get onto this little question in a bit because we'll we'll get onto financial fair play and all that. But the man is is just priceless to me. Although yeah, he know, is. Well, that's their price?
1: <laughs> he is, he, you know. As you say, no one's unsellable, and I think he's one of the top three. That's um probably hardest to replace. He, he, I'd probably have him second, but you know everyone. It is it is it is sellable because you know it's you have you have eras in football you know players come and go you have to build around it so that you know if you lose a player you can replace them and and so on but yeah he's more than just a goalkeeper it's more than just his saves he's so good off his line now and apparently he's not a massive fan of having to play that sweeper keeper role and he does it basically perfectly and then you think about how much confidence he must have, uh, he must fill the the centre backs with. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. because I mean when I think about the Everton game when Calvert-Lewin goes through one on one I don't even think there was one part of me that thought he was going to score that mm. I thought you know Martinez is saving this and he did and the, the defenders must think that and that's probably what makes it easier to play such a high line because you've got confidence that Emmy's going to either sweep up or keep the ball out and I think his distribution has improved I think he claims crosses even better nowadays like the ball comes in and he's most of the time he, he's grabbing it and that is so big when like yeah. you're facing big pressure because it, it takes it off of you. So yeah, it, he is he's my favourite keeper that we've ever had and I think he'd probably be quite a lot of people's of the of recent generations. He's just, it is his, his character as well. You know, yeah. I think if you lose him, you lose a lot in the dressing room. You know, he's such a team player and he's such a big personality that I think he can sort of take the limelight like, off the rest of the team in games and stuff. So, it will be a sad day when he's not here anymore, would
0: not it? Yeah, I, I can't imagine it at the moment. Can you? you sort of. Um, I mean, you look at like players that are synonymous with eras for for different clubs. You got Van Dyke at Liverpool, Salo at Liverpool. Um, you obviously got Rooney at United. It's it's just, it's just Martinez with Villa seems to be the thing now, and it seems to be like he's going to be the one that that sticks with it. Or hopefully, that sticks through it for everything. Obviously, I don't think he has really a reason to go. Unless obviously we don't become a Champions League club, and one comes in for him, which the man deserves. He deserves to be played at the top level, or what he deserves: World Cup finals, Champions League finals. He he thoroughly deserves. That. I I think he's incredibly underrated as well. I mean, um, I'm sure a lot of Villa fans watching this would have seen it. I just I chose not to watch it because I knew what it would be. But um, the Triple Eight Sport video about the best goalkeepers, I I knew that it wasn't going to be a nuanced discussion. I, I can assume from what people have said. Um, that it wasn't as open-minded as most goalkeeper chats probably could be. So I think he's definitely a massively underrated keeper. I think people always are so quick to forget about him because he plays for Villa. So long yeah. may it continue because it, uh, these players going under the radar is only, gr- is only great for us. And I mean, speaking about under the radar, I guess we haven't really spoken about it, but the fifth round tie does put us at home if we do get past... Chelsea, so will be back to back home FA Cup games uh, with the replay and obviously that fixture against Leeds or Plymouth. Um, I have to ask you who you'd prefer. I think I'm going to know the answer and I think it might be the same as mine and it'll be Leeds United. Yeah, it
1: has to be Leeds. I think, yeah, I, I'd, I'd quite like it either of them. I quite like Plymouth as a, as a team. But yeah, Leeds, it's just got, we're not rivals, but it's got an extra edge to it most of the time. So yeah, that'd be nice. And you know they bring good fans, so you, I think that's what you want. Because if you can make an atmosphere, you make a good game. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like Leeds, but we've got to get past Chelsea in, in the replay, yeah, which I think we will do. You know, I'm, honestly, any game at home, I feel confident that we're going to win, um, even when performances aren't you know as slick as they were at the start of the season. I just feel confident, you know, even away games, you know, I feel like we're not going to lose until we're losing, so yeah. <laughs> I think that you know I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season so i don't see any any more challenges bigger than another
0: no no i think i think the only thing it really depends on you know i' just i'd like to see villa price these next two cup games if there is two cup games at least the chelsea one well wow. um so I think they've got a great chance of filling out that stadium you price it at 20 25 pound maximum for an adult ticket that stadium's full straight away yeah on a on a weekend and weekday night so and then you know you price the next game and you already you're straight through and you're getting into the last stages and that's what we want really we want to be in the last stage of two cups and fighting in the top six so that i think i think it'll be an exciting time i think what isn't an exciting time is the january transfer window we were both both uh talking before the window came over about how we both love and hate it um i have my love for you know player watching and you know, when, whenever we used to get the shouts of Dybala come to Villa, that just it gives me a, a five-minute window, a picture of him in claret and blue, putting a nice little Travella shot outside the box in, and you can get all happy. And then you get sad because you get Villa fans on Twitter saying stuff. Um, I won't delve into too much of it, but obviously this conversation just come off the back of uh, the post earlier from, was it Greg Evans that released it first, or was it Ornstein?
1: Ornstein, I think, and then Tanswell, I think it was.
0: Yeah, I mean, goes without saying the GOAT of Villa reporting Jacob Tanswell obviously touched upon it and touched upon the later stage of um, apparent interest from Newcastle towards Jacob Ramsey as well as Tottenham and by Munich. And then Tanswell obviously shouted out the fact that Villa have stated that, that Jacob Ramsey is not for sale. But it does open us up to the conversation of financial fair play. Now, uh, I'm not going to link the multitude of videos, but there will be loads if you do just type in Aston Villa FFP. So many other podcasts have spoken about it. Made great videos about our situation financially. I would recommend checking them out. Um, because we're not going to delve into it that deep. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> it's it's been done to death. Um, what I'm more interested in is let's pretend this is fun because what's more fun than selling your own players? Um, and uh, I think if I think it's it's only fair to pretend that we are realistic football fans and we know that there is a chance, a very high chance, that one of our quote-unquote superstars goes in the summer. Um, I believe the names touted mainly are uh, Douglas Luiz, Kamara, uh, Jacob Ramsey and Ollie Watkins and Emi Martinez. So it's the big five, so to speak. I don't know if there's anyone else really that gets mentioned in that. Well, I presume
1: that wage wise you'd probably be looking at selling
0: Luca Dean as well yeah. but I feel like his his departure is more of a replaceable one so to speak yeah. if you get me um although weirdly enough w- wouldn't say that now because he has been so great this season whereas we definitely would have said it the summer of last year where we were yeah. both him and Leon Bailey out the door um and now it seems we're ever reliant upon them I'm interested to hear from you James um Who would be the one that you think, not that you want to sell, obviously, but you think would make the most sense to sell and why?
1: Financially, the most sense probably would be Jacob Ramsey if you could get 50 to 60 million because you're looking at, you know, pure profit and someone you have to look at at this time as well that he isn't in the best form. Mm. But, you know, what sort of potential he has? I think if you're looking for big money and someone that you could replace, for me, I actually think that Louise is quite replaceable. Um, maybe not to the same standard, but in a different way. And when you, if you're demanding such high high money, you've got to be near enough to the hundred million pound mark for, for Douglas Louise. I think that makes sense to me because I wouldn't even consider selling Kamara. I think he's at um, most I agree. I think hardest to replace. So. I don't think you think about that. And then Emmy Martinez next. I think Douglas Louise is one of my favourite players and he's a sensational player. But I think there's quite a few players out there that quite good deep conductors slash can get in around the box. So I think you could do good business there. It, it Honestly, it's so hard to get your head around at the moment of how it works. So it's... It's almost pointless talking about it, but you know, at some point, you do think we're probably going to have to sell a big player if we want to spend big again, unless we can obviously increase the revenue with Champions League, which would be a massive help. But even Newcastle, you look at that—they're needing to sell players as well. It's—it is crazy, isn't it? I understand the, the the point of FFP, so clubs don't you know overspend to a degree that they they can go out of business and that, and but. You, you are also halting teams from, you know, spending what they actually could probably afford and, and actually start challenging. It just keeps the top six as well, the big six as the big six. It's yeah. Unfortunate unfortunately that's how that works at the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, and even they can break FFP allegedly, but rack up enough charges to keep the case going long enough to build up the club honours that they want. I mean, it I think it's 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 a, a well thought system in um for those who aren't watching the video james has just sneezed and muted himself ever slowly, but i need to say bless you because i saw it um <laughs> um you, you know i think it's a good system that works lower down perhaps i think it just doesn't suit a premier league system where i mean all it takes is one owner to come in with a great influx of cash but that cash becomes somewhat irrelevant due to prior owning i, I find that strange uh, it does it does massively benefit the sky six clearly i mean newcastle are very 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 popular amongst the media but even they can't get around the rules i mean we can't get around them anyway whatsoever i think it's it's been a murmuring since last year wasn't it really that ffp was already on our on our radar back, back then you have got yeah. to you know you, you, i think it's a system that will you, it will change I would, wouldn't be surprised if we see FFP... I mean, I know they're on they're about adapting the rules already, aren't they, for next year. I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of years you see it get scrapped and then replaced with a whole new system, and then they go yeah. for a year without it. Um, it, It's it's worrying more so because it makes you feel completely out of control. So I think in regards to the idea of feeling a bit out of control with your finances and, and how it comes towards with selling the players that sort of enhance the backbone of your squad... I think if I had to pick one out of those those aforementioned five, it would I would agree with you it would be Douglas Louise. I think that does make the most sense, position wise. On top of the fact that I think even for what we paid for him, it still comes back to a good amount of profit for what we're expecting. I completely agree with you. You're not looking at anywhere south of a hundred million at this point, considering the fact of what he provides both goals and assists. I think weirdly enough, the uh, I can't I can't bring myself to ever suggest getting rid of Jacob Ramsey. As much as I really tried to earlier, and I really, I got you know I was sat there for ages making a great tweet about you know the the sustainability and youth and just no, it's Jacob. I don't want to. -uh. no no, um, especially not to them, especially not to them. Um, yeah, I think I think if I had to go for my second option, it it would be Watkins, and again, that's only because of his age. I think because I think he's probably two to three years away from probably hitting his Premier League peak. um. So I think then you're looking at your maximum ability of getting the, the funds in for him. But again, I don't want him gone at all. I think he's so essential to the way that we play. I think a lot of his game goes sort of hidden a lot amongst a lot of Villa fans. And I think a lot of his his positional play, is on top of the fact that he is so creative, Yeah, really does go missing. I, I think he's so weirdly he's not only underrated in Premier League football I think he's just weirdly misrated by our fans as well and I think everyone believes him to be a number nine striker which I mean Unai Emery clearly doesn't think he is and nobody thinks he is and he doesn't play like a number nine and I think it might be time for a lot of our fans to stop expecting him to be a number nine but you know that that sort of settles our, our FFP chat Um, again we, we're not going to delve into the club's finances because we don't know him and no one really knows him because yes. half of it gets hidden anyway. Because you just can't. <laughs> anyway, enough about FFP and more about TMO. And by TMO, I mean Tomoz, because tomorrow <laughs> or today, if you're watching the podcast, uh, is our home match against Newcastle United Football Club. Hashtag sob on the time, James. Quarter uh, cool past eight, kickoff. Um, from what I can gather, it's a fully sold out crowd day. I had a little Gandalf for a, for a ticket or two and, um, you know, you'd have to pick a pocket or two to get one because there's there's absolutely none going. I think there was one uh, Trinity, and that was it. So uh, a big crowd, which will be exciting. Tough game. I think it's going to be a tough game without Powell. I'm not sure. I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts, um, but I think we were both agreeing that this is the fixture that you look out for, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I, I do love this game as much as it makes me nervous because, you know... <clears> that we we can both i mean usually the, the home side has the advantage in this fixture quite often um but we're we're both really good teams on our day and i think for me this game's going to come down to the 50-50s and who wins them more often um it's going to be a physical game and i think what's going to carry us through is we haven't been at home in like 31 days so yeah the crowd should be going um especially cuz when we we're against Newcastle, just like against, how, how we're saying against Leeds, there's a little bit of an edge, even though we're not rivals. That there's just something there that you want to win that game a little bit more than than a Brentford say or something like that. I think it's going to be a really good game. I always look forward to to playing Newcastle, and I'm I'm pretty confident. You know, even though it's it's one of those games where they could just turn up and and beat us. They're not in great form. We're in decent form. You know, I think two losses in all competitions since the end of September, which is just crazy for us. So, you know, I think all those factors for me together, I think it's going to be a 2-0 win to the Villa.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's weird you say that, isn't it? It's the fact that you mentioned, like, you know, more up for it than a Brentford game, when the Brentford game was probably our most violent in many years to come. So <laughs> it's um, it's just, I got weird flashbacks to that because of the, the refereeing display we had the other week, but... Um, I'll be I think it's going to be an interesting game more so because both teams have got injuries that that take away that extra edge that both squads can give. but at the same time, I think that the replacements that both squads have got allow them to still continue with the styles that they need to, to sort of make it a good game for the neutral, which I hope it isn't because I hope it's just one side absolutely battering down on the other five nil in the first half and then it's the most boring second half in the world i could really do with that on a tuesday night really um i i I do this is a fixture that you look out for now isn't it it's a it's the sort of the battle of the trying to be part of the big six Um, yeah hopefully it's it's a lot like last season's because that was arguably one of the most fun games we've ever been able to watch as a villa fan so I think it's a late call for Jacob Ramsey. Obviously, we mentioned earlier, Paul Torres is out, Luca Dine is still out. Um, I do I very much appreciate every now and then when someone says, oh, you know, Emmy Buendia and Tyra Mings will make this fixture." It's like, yeah, we've, we sort of thought that, guys. <laughs> wow. I think I saw it the other day. They were like, Tyra Mings will be absent for a Newcastle. And I was like, I think he might be absent for a bit more than that. But yeah, yeah that we're... that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, But again, uh, just quick touch on that great seeing the progress he's making and i think what he's doing with with going through his his acl injury and documenting it has been really fascinating because um i know it's his second one already and the video we put out the first where we all thought he was retiring was was really good and it's nice to see him you know exposing that side of himself because obviously there's so much more to mings than than the footballer isn't there i mean he shows that all the time with the foundation and. You know, how outspoken he is with with so many other causes that it is just nice to see him. Just it's nice to see him, really, isn't it? Um, so yeah. I think it damned if I do, damned if I don't. I'm gonna go three one, Villa. I do think we concede, but I think it's gonna be one of those first halves where it's I think it's gonna be 2 0 first half. We can see that okay. the second. Newcastle press on we break out Leon Bailey runs it down the wing cuts it across John McGinn slots it in 3-1 and then we can just sail home and be happy about it and then uh, we finish that should put us top three I believe uh, even if if Arsenal win because obviously uh, Man City don't play tomorrow so I'd love that and
1: I think it opens up like a 17 point gap between us and Newcastle if we were to win which is just mental when you consider last season so yeah, it's it's going to be a tough game. I think for me, to what we have to watch out for, I think they might put, put like Isaac up against Longley. I think mm-hmm. that's a bit of an athletic mismatch, so that'll be an interesting interesting one to to watch. Because um, I think concert could deal with him a lot better, even though you know he did have a tough time in the the reverse fixture, but that was just a strange game. But yeah, it's going to be a tough game. But I would say that I think we'll we will win. Um, I think there'd be quite a few Villa fans that are quite confident about that, to be yeah. honest.
0: I think, sorry, I just, I can't believe if you'd have told us after the first game of the season that by end of January, we could have a 17 point gap on them, you'd, you'd be laughing them out of court, wouldn't you really? So uh, I, I can't wait. Premier League football at home, weekday night against... The a club like Newcastle it's just it's the things we're starting to love all again isn't it this is a fixture yeah. I hated a few years ago by the way Tuesday night weekday night got work the next day got to watch Villa slog it out against another team and now I've got something to look forward oh, end of the work day yeah, oh, why isn't it now <laughs> I know yeah. pumped up for
1: it I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and yeah I, I do love like an early week fixture that you know it gets you through the start of the week and then yeah you know night then yeah um, so I'm looking forward to hopefully recording a, a Newcastle review and Sheffield United preview after a,
0: a big win. That'd be nice. Well, it would be nice. It's been a while since we've been able to record so soon after a win. I'm a, I'm feeling it in my loins. I think I think I think not only uh, not only us, but I think the ABFC faithful faithful deserve it because uh, there's a there's a select group of you that have kept through us for that past month where we had our our winter break, which we thoroughly needed. Um, so we're very great. I'm very grateful for just how well the episodes do on their own. I think a lot of people probably smirk at the numbers, but I mean, if you'd have told us when we started this, that we'd be averaging 100 views on every episode, we'd we'd laugh you out. I mean, Spotify as well has been doing so great and our, our wrapped went up and uh, we don't really publicize our raps, but me and James, I, I pretty much go through it and send everything to James and we just sit there in amazement that there's people in other countries listening to us to chat absolute shite um yeah it is great and uh so many of you get to listen every week to to my favorite saying which is uh obviously if you did enjoy the episode make sure you hit the like button uh make sure you subscribe for more or hit the follow button if you are listening for the first time on spotify and of course as always fondle the bell In order to ensure you never miss another episode, both on Spotify and YouTube, because there is no consistency to when we upload. Because we upload for the fun of it, and we love it, and we love bringing you the content. We don't ever want to make this a a boring nine to five podcast recording, do we, James? It's uh it's the way we do it. Just it suits us, and it's much fun, and I think it comes through with the recording. Um, it definitely does. uh, Apart from when you have to edit out a chunk, because one of you can't speak. <laughs> yeah. We uh, no, 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 not at all. Um, but of course, as always, uh, do stay tuned for any more episodes coming through. Uh, fingers crossed for a massive villa result tomorrow and a brand new episode coming through later this week. And until next time, up the villa. Up the villa.